I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Mike Florio is the founder of Pro Football Talk. He is on Twitter at Pro Football Talk. You can see him as part of NBC's NFL coverage. This dude, as we talk about when he's here and when he's not, may just be the best in the business covering the National Football League. Mike, let me give you a full disclosure. I am not a Deshaun Watson fan for all the obvious reasons, and I... Would like to see him fail, which I'm just not going to pretend otherwise. I don't know where you come down on Deshaun, but what are the odds that my wish that Deshaun Watson does not succeed in the NFL could come true, given the small sample size, but the fact that he struggled so far since his return? Well, I mean, the bottom line is this, Bill. And first of all, hello, nice to talk to you again. Always appreciate the kind words. As I say time and again, you don't have to say those in order to get me to agree to come on, but I'll take it. So... When you watch Deshaun Watson, he no longer runs away from guys the way he used to. He no longer buys time with his legs the way he used to. That's a byproduct of not playing meaningful football in a couple of years. And he had the six games last year, which who knows what that really was. He went all of 2021 without playing. He had the major off-field issue that was self-inflicted, but still, that wears on you. He seems like a guy who is constantly conscious via his demeanor of what he did, what he allegedly did, how people will view him. We saw frustrations last night come out a couple of times. I mean, I don't remember a guy blatantly and egregiously face-masking an opponent twice in a game. I can't remember a quarterback ever doing it even once. And then after the scrum that broke out, after the first one, He shoves an official and doesn't get ejected, even though he clearly should have gotten ejected. That is a line you do not cross. That is something that you get ejected for, even if it was inadvertent, like you're shoving someone and you think it's a player, but it's actually the official. And if it's the official, you get ejected. So I just wonder, and this is something Chris Sims and I were talking about earlier today on PFC Live on Peacock 7 to 9 a.m. Eastern. Sorry for the plug. But – It could be that there's guys out there giving him the business John Randall style. You know, I thought about what the fans would be saying to Deshaun Watson at these games, especially road games. The reality is you may have all these players who are saying stuff to Deshaun Watson to get under his skin, and it's working. That is an outstanding point. Bill, they're going to keep doing it, and it's only going to get worse. And I wonder what the league's going to do about what happened last night because we saw those two egregious face masks and the shove of the official. It's three different violations, but you just have to wonder how those three come together. 
Mike, I, I've got a follow-up to Sean Watson question. I know it's hard to answer, and I don't know the answer, but I, I'm curious your best guess. How long do you think he needs, and therefore we need to see him play, before we can safely make some assessments about what level he can return to? Because as you noted, he's, he's been gone. He had been gone for, for, for a minute. Well, I think this is how it goes, and it's a lot like the Russell Wilson situation in Denver. Year one, it's not the player's fault. It's the coach's fault if it doesn't work. Year two, that's when it potentially becomes the player's fault because of this contract, this five-year fully guaranteed, $46 million per year contract that Deshaun Watson signed. They're now into year two. They've yet to get any meaningful return in, in, in investment on this Watson deal. And if, if this year just doesn't work, then – Next year, I think we'll see a new head coach of the Cleveland Browns, and then the new head coach, presumably after next year, if it doesn't work, will have the ability to make a change. You're still talking about some serious cash and cap consequences, though, because it's $46 million per year for five years. There's no way around it. Unless he does something that invalidates his future guarantees, and, you know, if he would – I'd have to look at the whole contract. If he would get suspended for what happened last night – that's the kind of thing that in some of these contracts would wipe out guarantees. And wouldn't that be something if there's like a little bomb in there, a little, a little landmine that he steps on if they suspend him and the Browns could maybe get off the hook. And that would be frankly a reason for the league not to suspend him because you got people there that want to make the Browns eat every dollar of this contract as a lesson for them giving a five-year fully guaranteed deal. So I think long story bearable two years. But then you've still got two years where you got to deal with his contract. And what do you do? Do you just pay him to not play? So the Browns may have a real mess here if this guy doesn't turn it around in the next two seasons. Mike Florio on the show. Mike, the offensive woes you're talking about, the, the brutal injury for Nick Chubb, that, that poor dude. I, I, I can't watch those injuries, so I, I did not rewatch it. But that's a, a Browns offense that obviously wasn't good, good enough when, when Chubb was in there. What do you think the Browns' offense and therefore the Browns' football team looks like the rest of the year? Well, they have to decide what they're going to do post-Nick Chubb. Do you go next man up and make Jerome Ford the guy? He had over 100 yards last night rushing. Do you see what Kareem Hunt wants? Apparently he wants more than anyone is willing to pay him or he'd already be on a team. Do you trade for Cam Akers, who's yet again in the doghouse with the Rams, and last year they weren't able to find a taker. Now there's people saying they should make a call to the Colts and try to trade for Jonathan Taylor, but the Browns are an analytics-driven team. The only reason Nick Chubb was still on the team, given his eight-figure salary, is because they recognize what an important piece he is from a leadership standpoint. He commands respect. I mean, that's what makes this injury hurt even more for the Browns. They're losing a guy who is a great, great leader on that team. So they have to decide what their strategy is going to be here. They may just go next man up and fill in the depth chart from behind because if you're looking at it from an analytics standpoint, dollar for dollar, you're better off getting the cheapest guy you can find. Maybe Kareem Hunt because they know him, but I think the Jonathan Taylor thing is pie in the sky, especially when you're not sure where your quarterback is. Why are you going to make an extra financial investment in a running back that may not make a difference and it defies the analytics concepts that you've built your team on? So, Time will tell, but those are the basic options, and the Browns are going to have to figure something out quickly because the thing about the NFL season, once one train pulls into the station, here comes the next train. you got to get ready for the next game. And when you play on Monday night, that means you got to get ready 
for uh, for Sunday. So you got to make decisions very quickly. Florio, that obviously that Steelers defense was extraordinary. T.J. Watt was extraordinary. He may be the best defensive player, maybe the best football player in the NFL. Kenny Pickett didn't look great, but it's it's a good night for for Pittsburgh. Is the defense good enough, and or can Pickett get to a point where he is at a minimum okay enough that you think Pittsburgh can be, let's say, a playoff team or in contention for that? One of my big questions about Kenny Pickett year two: What kind of ability does he have to make chicken salad? when the play that's called isn't there. And we saw him get swallowed up a couple of times last night trying to run away from pressure. That That is not going to put him in the Mahomes and Allen conversation where he can extend plays with his legs. So the more we see him that way, the more we – this year is the year you figure out what his ceiling is or what his ceiling could be. Now, whatever his ceiling is, and if there are limitations, they got George Pickens. And I was at that game last night, and it's just a different vibe when you're in the stadium and you can watch everything and try to figure out what's going on and what's the sense and what's the feel. There's no real flow. There's no design. There's no strategy to that offense until they just start throwing it to George Pickens. I mean, when are they going to acknowledge this guy is one of the best receivers in football? Let's act accordingly with our offensive game planning. I don't even think Kenny Pickett looked his way in a, in a progression on a pass play until they connected for that long 71-yard catch and run. There may have been some little perfunctory effort before that, but it just was weird. The guy splits out left or right on an island. He's got one guy on him, maybe single high safety. Nobody's shading over. They're not doubling the guy. Why are you not throwing the ball in his direction half the time you drop back to pass, if not more, and then force a double team, and once the double team is fourth, what's that do, Bill? Opens up the rest of the offense. So I understand why they were chanting Fire Canada and why Fire Matt Canada was trending today on Twitter. The Steelers fans have had enough of this offense because it just doesn't feel like there's an overarching design, philosophy, strategy. And job number one is get the most out of George Pickens. Florio, uh, to the prediction of absolutely or almost nobody, the NFC South is just a juggernaut, at least so far. Three 2-0 teams. Are, are the Saints, are you buying the Saints' defense and maybe Derek Carr's presence as enough for the Saints to be the favorites in that NFC South? Too early to tell. Way too yeah. early to tell. You don't know how bad the teams are that you beat. You don't know how good the teams are that beat you. All these games end up being, not all of them, but a lot of them are close. Now, it got closer last night than it should have been for the Saints. The final score suggests that that they were in more of a fight than they were. It was impressive that they beat the Titans. I thought the Titans would win that game. But, you know, Ryan Tannehill's got this Jekyll and Hyde quality now where you never know when he's going to show up and throw three interceptions. But, you know, the Saints have the potential to win that division. I think whoever comes out of that division, though, is eventually going to drive right into a brick wall that is either the 49ers and the Cowboys and maybe the Eagles. Although, as of right now, it sure looks like the Cowboys are ready to be on that top echelon with the 49ers, and they play in 19 days on Sunday Night Football on NBC, another shameless plug. So <laughs> I, I, uh, I, I just think that, that whoever wins that division, hosts a playoff game, maybe you get lucky and win there, but you go to the divisional round and it's going to be one of these other teams, the Cowboys or the 49ers or maybe the Eagles, that end up advancing. Mike Florio, the man behind Pro Football Talk here on the show. Uh, Mike, we were talking about all the 0-2 teams, 
Bengals, Chargers, Broncos, not the Bears. I'm a Bears fan. I hate them so much. Vikings that, that might be able at 0-2 to turn things around. And it, it sort of felt like there was an overreaction or, or, or too much worry about, about Cincinnati. But now you start to have concerns about Joe Burrow being healthy and when he's going to be back. Is it panic? It's week two. It's never panic time. But what is, what is the likelihood you think the Bengals actually have some real concerns about this season? Well, look, I'm no doctor. I have no training in that regard, but I've suffered soft tissue injuries in my calf and in my hamstring. And those things linger and linger until you shut it down long enough for it to fully heal. And even then, you got to give it some more time because you think it's healed and you hit your top end speed. You take that one extra hard step that you didn't take when you were out jogging and working it all out. Hey, this feels pretty good. Hey, you know what? I feel pretty good. This is okay. I think I'm okay. And then you try that high-end gear, and it grabs again. Something happened with the Joe Burrow cast, and, and now what do you do? What do you do? Do you shut him down during the season? You know, in the AFC North and in the AFC generally, how many losses can you put on the, on the permanent record for the year until you're, out of, you're just out of it? You're, just, you're done, or you're going to have to run the table. So what do they do? Do they, they shut him down for a month? and just roll the dice with Jake Browning and hope to win some games and then bring him back after the week seven bye and hope they can get hot. I, this, this is more than just, oh, well, we lost two games. We'll keep trying. This is we lost two games, and our quarterback is still suffering from the injury that caused him to miss weeks of training camp in the preseason. So of all the 0-2 teams, especially the ones we had high expectations for and the Bengals we had very high expectations, this may be in the process of unraveling for them. Florio, let me ask you a big-picture question and obviously assess what you've seen from the first couple of weeks as much or as little as you want. But who do you think the elite teams are, however many that is in the AFC? AFC elite teams right now, Dolphins would be the top team. Chiefs, because it's just a matter of time before they figure out that offense. It's surprising that the offense isn't better right now. It's surprising they lost to the Lions. But it was just a drop pass here or they they're away from the Chiefs winning that game. And if they would have had Travis Kelsey and Chris Jones, they may have been able to win. So I say Dolphins, Chiefs are really the elite teams. The Ravens could be moving in that direction. It's great for the Ravens to be winning games while they're still figuring out what this offense is going to be. These wins are money in the bank for figuring out your playoff position and your spot on the postseason tree in January. Because, you know, beating the Bengals in Cincinnati, that may be the thing that makes the difference between winning the division and losing it. Who knows? Or finishing second place or getting you the one seed or whatever. But I'd say Dolphins, Chiefs right now with Ravens maybe not that far behind. And then the rest is all to be determined. Check out PFT Live. Check out Pro Football Talk. Check out Mike on Twitter, Pro Football Talk. See him on NBC. And because he's a really gracious guy who must work 99 hours a week, Occasionally, you can listen to him here with me on CBS Sports Radio. Mr. Florio, as always, buddy, great stuff. Appreciate the time. Thank you for hopping on after a a late Monday night football game. Thanks, pal. Anytime. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. 
Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.